This episode of Tech Thing is brought to you by Dell. And a big thank you to our patrons. Join the crew that makes Tech Thing possible at patreon.com slash techthing. I'm Shannon Morris. And I'm Patrick Norton. And this is Tech Thing, where we have something useful in every single show. And we're home, which we're both excited about. Yay! We're home, finally. Pound CES 2019. <laughs> um, so last week we talked about the big announcements, GPUs and CPUs from AMD, Intel, and NVIDIA gaming laptops, the death of the nostril cam on the XPS 13. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes to our uh, our talk with Robert Heron about the best TVs of CES 2019. Great video, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> it's all Robert. Uh, did I, what was it? Favorite television? The the roll up, the signature. Oh man! In, in the <laughs> few seconds that I actually got got to go over there onto right. the show floor, the roll up TV was pretty cool. Roll up TV was pretty cool. They also they they used LG took. Dozens, hundreds, lots. I did not count because there were many. Um, but they created this sort of curvy entrance, the front face, the, oh, yeah. the display. So beautiful. They have like hundreds of those curved displays, and they were doing these huge panoramic images across it. It was. LG usually has one of the most gorgeous booths at yeah. the convention, and you always enter and you're just like, whoa, because they always use the curved screens to their advantage. It's oh my so goodness. pretty. So, um, it, one of the other things about CS is the conversations you have in the evenings, in yeah. the hallways. Um, I, I gotta say, 5G, it just feels like it's gonna be an unbelievably painful year uh, <laughs> as, as companies try to ride, well, for companies and for consumers, as yes. companies try to roll out 5G, and then the initial round, right, that was the big thing from the, from the Qualcomm, you know, presentation on Monday was like, we've got 5G 47.2, it's going to be a main flagship, uh, you know, and it's like, <laughs> and then you talk to people who are dealing hands-on with uh, products that are going to be wrapped around the Qualcomm chipsets, right. or perhaps the products with towers that will connect the Qualcomm chipsets to the internet and to the phone systems, and they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get it done. <laughs> it may kill everyone in my department. But eventually, <laughs> you're going to have 5G. <laughs> yeah, but it was literally, because I, well, you know, direct quote, friend of mine is deep in the industry. And I was like, is, is the 5G roll up as, as, as screwed up as I think it is? And he's like, it's much worse than you think it is. Oh, oh <laughs> so, man. so it'll be a while. Feel free to, if you're thinking about upgrading for a phone for 5G, feel free to be a trailing adopter on this one. I'm mm -hmm. um, just. I'm just, I, I feel trailing it. Oh, and I want to give a special call out to AT&T because one of the biggest losers of CES was AT&T. Remember on, on say, you know, my old iPhone when it magically became 4G because yeah. they put a 4G icon on the screen? Well, a whole bunch of phones magically became 5G <laughs> from AT&T despite the fact that they're not 5G. That's so <laughs> funny and so bad. Oh man. Yeah, that was that was that was this was not the time to do that little move because no. it got lots of coverage from lots of irritated people. Yeah, um, just well, want to say. Well, there was one thing that I felt really positive about, and yes. that was PC gaming, which seemed to be like everywhere this year. I mean, even Intel, they seemed excited about gaming and power users in their keynote. So was, that was really cool to see. I was really excited to see so much amperage for PC gamers. Oh my goodness. Yeah, maybe sitting in the Intel keynote and they actually talked about desktop processors like yeah. in the beginning of the show and they were excited cool. about it. Um, it was good. Even Jensen did that during the NVIDIA mm -hmm. keynote. He was just like, I'm going to skip everything else and we're going to talk about GPUs. And I was like, yes, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Let me go to bed on time tonight, Jensen. 
<laughs> so it was nice. Dr. Sue and AMD took a while longer before they got <laughs> to the GPU announcements. But they've been having a good year and they were feeling it. So um, I think we covered most of the major announcements yeah. last week at CES. So this week I think we should talk more about some of the gear that we found at CES that we didn't really get to cover last week. Something, it was, okay, it's so funny. So imagine a hotel room, a hotel suite. You don't have to, you were there. You guys <laughs> imagine a, a hotel suite. Kay. And there's tables, uh -huh. you know, and, and they're like waist high or, or you know, let's, let's say sort of here-ish, like workstation-ish. And there's laptop, 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 desktop, 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 laptop, monitor, 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 yeah. accessories, right? So we're in Lenovo one and there's an all-in-one. I love all-in-ones. He does. Shannon, not so much. So we're looking at the Yoga A940. <laughs> it's a 27-inch all-in-one. And I'm like, Shannon, Shannon, you have to come over here. And, and she's like, I'm taking video of the tiny clock. And I'm like, no, 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 you have to come over here. So, um, you know, it's it's really nice, right? Dolby Vision 4K or QHD touchscreens. It'll take 32 gigs of RAM, 8th gen core, 7 CPUs. Radeon 5, uh, RX 560 graphics are built in. Uh, of course, there's speakers built in, a lot of USB ports. Uh, but the cool thing wasn't the built-in tray for the wireless keyboard, which is pretty awesome. So you put it in the keyboard, and you fold the dual hinge design down. It goes down to 25 degrees. It's got a, a, a stylus that comes with it. Uh, but there's a knob on the side, the Lenovo Precision Dial. And I'm like, Shannon, 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 you have to see this. Because instead of dropping so cool. the dial on the surface like the screens do, you can use this on the left side or the right side. It's got two dials and a button. And this is the part that made Shannon weep. Okay, Shannon didn't weep, I wept. Uh, deeply, it's just deeply, deeply integrated into Adobe's uh, creative system. So cool. Creative system, creative, creative services. Suite. That's the one. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> so, so for example, what you could do is you could open up Photoshop and use it to dial back or dial larger, like a very specific precision point that you need to fix. So if you're using like the healing brush or something, you can make it very small or very large. Mm -hmm. And it just allows you to dial in that precision so much better than what you can get with a mouse or with yeah. like a little touch pen, so I really like that. I was laughing, a friend of mine who does a lot of web and design work for an audio company is like, man, I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking about, I don't wanna get another Mac, but yeah. the you know the surface seems really expensive. I'm like, oh, I have to show you something. And he's like, oh my God. It was cool, because, it was very cool. Yeah, we were watching like Premiere and Photoshop. It just seems so useful, and the fact mm -hmm. that they actually thought about there are sort of left-handed and right-handed people, yes. and why not make it useful for both? You can switch both? it back and forth. I love that Crazy. so much. Yeah, oh, so uh, when's it coming out? March. March. Okay. March 2019 starts at $1,979.99, which is All not right. inexpensive, but think of it as a professional tool. Yes, absolutely. So I did have a few picks from the show floor. Uh, specifically, I got to check out HyperX. They had a nice little suite set up. So they have this new thing called the HyperX quadcast microphone. Quadcast. So this is made for streamers, obviously. Uh, it includes anti-vibration, there's a shock mount built into it, and there's also a nice little tap to mute Ooh. option on the top with an LED. So red means that it's on, and then if it's just off, that means that it's off. So if the LED is off, it's off. <laughs> uh, they also have four polar patterns, so you can choose between them, just like you would get with like a Yeti mic or a Razer's mic, for example. There's also gain control, specifically on the microphone. There's an internal pop filter. It has a nice three meter, 3.5 oh, millimeter jack cable, which is great. That one's also coming out in March. It's gonna be 140 bucks. Uh, I did ask them for a review unit, so mm -hmm. hopefully I'll get one of those in so we can test it and see how it actually sounds, because it was pretty, but I would love to know how it sounds for the streamers as well. They were also introducing a brand new headset called the Cloud Orbit S headset, and you might find this interesting. It has 
the Audi's planar magnetic 100 millimeter drivers in it and the Waves NX3D audio. So that's the one that does the head tracking? It's basically a custom version of Audi's, uh, Odyssey's mobile headset, except that it doesn't have the Bluetooth connectivity to a phone. Yeah. So I think head tracking on headsets is useful. It's useful, it's useless if you're not a content <laughs> creator. Yeah. But the drivers are really good. Um, it was cool, it worked, but I just don't see myself using it on a day-to-day yeah. -day basis. Well, how much was it? Because the, the, the Mobius version, the Odyssey version, the Mobius, yeah. and this is, a, I mean, literally side-by-side, side, you can tell it's manufactured by Odyssey or whoever manufactures them for Odyssey. Right, yeah. What was the pricing like? Because the Odyssey um, is about 400 bucks. Yeah, so this one's gonna release in Q1 and it'll be $330. Okay. So still pretty pricey, but cheaper than the Odyssey version. Um, they do have USB-C, detachable cables, detachable mic, all mm. of those good things, removable ear cups, and 10 hours of battery life, too, built into those. I have to see if the firmware update for the Mobius has come out for the mic. Yeah, definitely. And one brand new one that they are releasing a new version of is the HyperX Cloud Alpha headphones. Ooh. So these ones, you may have seen them before, dual chamber, uh, one for bass, one for mids and highs. It's got 50 millimeter dual chamber drivers. It's aluminum built with nice soft memory foam mm -hmm. cushions on the ear cups, which is great, and a detachable braided audio cable and mic, and a 3.5 millimeter jack too. That one's releasing soon. They did give me a release date on that. Most of it is the same, so I think the only things they're changing are the look and feel of hmm. it. So adding to a little bit more quality and then changing up the colors. And that will release for $100 soon. A lot of said. people love that headset. Yes, yeah. lots of people do. So I'm glad they're not upping the price on the newer versions. They're keeping it the same, which is really great. That's nice of them to do that. And keeping the price the same. Yay, I like keeping <laughs> the price the same. Uh, the HyperX Predator DDR4 RGB RAM, Shiny. because you know, I love my colored RAM. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a big fan. 3200 megahertz, 16 gig sticks with uh, DRAM slots. No additional cables required for these, and they use IR to sync the LED lighting between each other, which is cool because you might get out of sync lighting if you have four different ones, especially if you have different ones. So these sync between each other with IR sensors, which is very interesting to watch and very pretty. And if you put a piece of notebook paper in between two <laughs> banks of the memory, might have issues. It'll well, it'll it literally stop. That was a demo yeah. they did when they when they did an earlier version of it's, this. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, no issues with compatibility with motherboards and lighting Good. as far as they have told me and they release in Q2. I don't have a price on those yet. I also saw some new technology over at Kingston, which I know you're a big fan of Kingston, as am I, uh, the KC2000 and A2000 NVMe SSDs. Ooh. So these have 64 layer 3D TLC NAND silicon motion chips to increase the performance. At least that's how they told me about it. I haven't seen any benchmarking on those, so hopefully they will do amazing. Uh, but they will come, the KC2000s will be in 256, 512, and 1024 gigs. Um, they will also be available in 2048 gig models. The A2000s will only be available in 256, 512, and 1024s, I Makes believe. Makes sense. And then the read-write speeds, the, I've, I've looked online and I saw some benchmarking for those, but I would like to see more. Uh, A, the A2000s are 2000 and 1500 megabits per second, and the KC2000s are 3000 and 2000 megabits per second. So those would release in late March or early April, no pricing yet on those either. So hopefully the pricing will be fair. Probably will be a little bit more than their earlier generation of those NVMEs. 
that would be expected. It'll be interesting because SSDs came s down so far in price in 2018. Yes, they have. And yeah. it doesn't seem like the pressure is going to, I, I the pressure is still on for mm -hmm. keeping the price down on that stuff. <laughs> Speaking of RAM, uh, I was walking to another meeting. I looked in and I saw all these beautiful cases with you know, like custom built enclosures with water cooling Ooh. inside. Uh, it was Thermal Takes Booth. And inside they had, uh, they were showing off their new Water RAM RGB liquid cooling memory. Amazing. Available in two different configurations. Um, basically, they, they sell a water block uh, and the plumbing attached to uh, the memory, right? They had uh, a dual module 16 gigabyte and quad module 32 gigabytes. Those are DDR4, 3200 megahertz, uh, presumably over the cooling, I would assume, is so you can overclock it even more better. Yeah. Uh, full RGB lighting. Uh, I love the fact that it was all, basically everything was pre-tied together for you. Two-year warranty on the blocks, limited lifetime warranty on the RAM. It was going to be selling for 249 or 439 okay. which is more expensive than RAM, but you get shiny LEDs and water cooling. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> not bad for the, for the RGB. For the so. pile of stuff you get. All right. Um, I also saw some cool peripherals too. HyperX Pulsefire Raid Mouse was one of the ones that I got to check out. This one works with HyperX Ingenuity 2 software, which lets you change right. colors and stuff. 11 programmable buttons, including the scroll wheel. There's a premium sensor on it. 16,000 DPI, which is insane, with a little <laughs> DPI button on the top. And they've got this ergonomic design with rubber padding on the thumb rest, which I have found since I've started using mm -hmm. mice like that. I really like having that rubber thumb rest, which is very cool. That's a really high resolution for a mouse, it seems like. I know. Yeah. It, it is. <laughs> yep, that DPI. And you know, I was talking to Corsair too because mm -hmm. they came out with the Harpoon RGB wireless mouse. Uh, and they they also have some nice uh, DPI. There's this 10,000 DPI in that one and it is customizable. And they were like, not a lot of people care about DPI. And I was just like, what? What do you mean? I care. I change the DPI whether I'm playing games or I'm editing. This is a big deal for me. Uh, but that one is coming out with Slipstream technology, which is 2.4 gigahertz wireless. It's Corsair's technology, mm -hmm. and it uses intelligent frequency shift, IFS, IFS which is basically channel hopping oh, between cool. all the 2.4 frequencies. Which I think would also mean that it would be a more secure channel between your mouse and your PC since it is channel hopping and that makes it a little bit more complicated for InfoSec people to track wherever your machine is, right. track wherever that peripheral is. Um, I won't get into the details, but it does make it a little bit more complicated. Uh, it is 33 feet of wireless range. Also has Bluetooth, USB wired, so you don't have Good. to use the wireless if you don't want to. 99 grams, so a nice uh, performance uh, mouse, if you will. And then 60 hours of wireless battery life if you do want to use it wirelessly. And it internal, comes with Corsair IQ. Internal batteries, like rechargeable batteries, or, or does it break? Yeah, okay. rechargeable, which okay. is great as well. I like that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. So Corsair IQ is their software that comes with it mm -hmm. that lets you also change the colors. It's like everybody has colors that you can use with their software. So if you have a bunch of different peripherals, you're going to end up with like nine different software products. Nothing says long startup times while the seven different applications you use to control your RGBs, yep. your RGB LEDs all launch. <laughs> I know, right? And then my head exploded. It's getting a little overboard with all the different software options. A little. A little bit. A little. But I still like, I still like the RGBs. The Alienware Area 51M takes innovation in gaming to the next level. As the world's first gaming laptop available with ninth generation Intel desktop processors, Woo! ultimate power meets portability. The Area 51M features desktop performance with the NVIDIA RTX graphics as well, which are upgradable Woo! just like the CPU, <laughs> along with the new redesigned identity called Legend, which stays true to their core design tenets. 
Find out more about the new Alienware lineup at Dell.com, and we thank Dell for their support of TechThing. We got an email from John, who emailed ask at techthing.com. Hey, Shannon and Patrick, can you report on the smart home products that GE is showing at CES this year? For Christmas, I got a Google Home Mini with one of their Sea Life smart bulbs, and I have since bought another combo pack and four other bulbs from John. Well, that's an easy one. Home automation, because the first taste is always free. So <laughs> I, I want to point out, John uh, actually noted how easy the bulbs were to set up. He liked that they didn't require a hub to use with Google Assistant. Um, as far as CES goes, uh, CGE, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm nervous a little bit. I'm glad to hear his bulbs work, because there was sort of a internet of stuff effort that GE did with sort of a startup-y kind of company a few years ago. Oh. And it was some of the most disappointing, because they kind of shipped. You ever buy a game and the game doesn't work and then you buy a download that's bigger than the actual installed version of the game on your system oh, and then, yes. you know what I mean, like remember those days? Yep. Um, <laughs> in any case, so the, my, my earlier experiences with GE or GE branded products were kind of painful, but as, like John says, they seem to be doing really, really well. Um, so CGE added fur colored bulbs, fur colored bulbs, fur. <laughs> That would be so awesome, and my, my kids would be so into it. Um, they actually added, so this is the actual LED smart bulb they sell now, and the new one looks almost exactly like that, except it is full color. Oh, uh, full color, okay. Full color, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, CES is no for me. They also added some really cool smart switches. So these are going to turn any incandescent halogen CFL or LED bulb into a smart bulb. You can control with uh, A-L-E-X-A or Google or the app that they have in there. Uh, they actually have a $35 version of this that's a dimmer and a $75 version that's a dimmer and a motion detector. Cool. Much, much bigger news was the GE Kitchen Hub. Ooh. I have to use my voice that I use when I'm talking about intelligent home appliances. Yay, kitchen Yay. tech. Oh, so 27-inch <laughs> touchscreen slash vent for your stove. Um, so, you know, you, in the shot, you can see it. There's the stove. There's a big screen. Behind the screen is essentially a vent. Uh, the the oh. screen runs Android or Google Assistant. You can stream Netflix while you cook. You can control your thermostats. Basically, anything you do with Google Assistant or uh, a modified Android device. The glass display is there to protect the touch screen. Uh, there is some questions about, about whether or not it's not waterproof, but that's why they put the glass display there. I'm assuming if GE's building it, they're actually testing it in places where they boil water. Yeah. Figure $1,200 to $1,400. In theory, it's shipping this year, but they did actually show it off last year. Right. I'm not sure I'm ready to talk about Google Assistant or ALEXA in the bathroom, though. <laughs> well, we can talk about more tech in the kitchen with the June Convection Oven. I have so much trouble saying convection. Uh, <laughs> this one has a camera on the inside, and it lets you see your food as it cooks via an app on your phone. And it also intelligently identifies the food, and it can set it to the correct temperature and hmm. time. So it senses all this information through the camera as well as a screen on the outside to control information like the time and the temperature. And it can also give you like an, a notification on your phone when your, your stuff is done in the convection oven. <laughs> it was really cute. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. I also enjoyed that they were serving up cookies even though I'm taking time off sugar and I was not able to eat the cookies. They smelled very, very good. <laughs> So that one ships in February. It's going to be $599, and you can currently pre-order it. I know, because I checked. She checked. <laughs> I did. That's something to distract her from the cookies. It's true. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Google Assistant finally coming to Sonos Beam and Sonos One. Yay! It's in beta now. That's it was awesome. supposed to originally ship last year, which may be a theme of some of our, our Assistant coverage. Yes. Uh, also, Samsung's adding Google Assistant to its 2019 lineup. Uh, LG and Sony, uh, they already have Google Assistant built in. 
And uh, LG joined uh, JBL with Google Assistant supporting soundbars. Mm. We're going to take a look at these uh, in the future, but mostly think of them as soundbars that work as sort of like, I'm watching a movie, yeah. I have my three channels up front from my soundbar, uh, but they'll also work as a Google Assistant speaker slash video player, so you can be like, well, I, I won't say H-E-Y-G-O-O-G-L-E, but <laughs> ask it to play a song and yes. it'll come out of the soundbar <laughs> without having to like turn on a whole bunch of stuff to make it happen. Well, if you're worried about sitting on your couch watching TV <laughs> via your beautiful sound bars for too long, you can check out one that's called the Lumen Metabolism Sensor. Ooh. So you breathe into the sensor and it tells you your daily metabolism rates you mean like because a, they do go up and down, they fluctuate. So it, it's you, mean, a, you blow into it like you're trying to find out if you're drunk? It's like a breathalyzer okay. <laughs> for metabolism. So it's a metabolism You're tracker. practically dead. <laughs> it seeks to an application to show you your carb count, your body fat, and energy burned. Hmm. And it uses your CO2 count to determine how many carbs you're burning compared to body fat. And apparently your CO2, like how much is in your breath, determines that metabolism right. height, like how much your number would be up and down. Uh, so they say that it's like all science backed and everything. I looked at the site, but it's very marketing speak, so I couldn't say because I'm not a scientist, but it looks very interesting if it works. So this is going to be 249 bucks for the pre-order price, and I believe it goes up to like $299 once it actually starts shipping, and that mm -hmm. ships in August. Uh, I'm interested, given I do want to lose weight, and I feel like that would be an interesting way to do it. Well, it's not actually losing <laughs> your weight, it's just telling it's you if telling you're doing you it enough to. It's telling you what to do, and then they do have an application that like offers you ideas on what you can eat and stuff like that. I want a machine where if I blow into it like a breathalyzer, I'll lose two pounds. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be great. Uh, ECS had a host of their tiny PCs on display. The one that really caught my eyeballs was the Leva One. It is an Amazon ALEXA enabled mini PC. It's like eight by seven by 1.2 inches, uh, supports eighth gen processors. Uh, it'll do an M.2 or a two and a half inch SATA drive, 32 gigs of RAM max uh, via SO DIMMs laptop style. ALEXA worked quite well inside of the enclosure. I thought that was pretty slick. And I was also looking for Wi-Fi 6, which is also being called 802.11ax, which I may have talked about earlier this week, but you know, the days yes. they bleed together. Um, <laughs> Wi-Fi 6 is basically what you're gonna be looking for, and then everybody mentions 802.11x. Um, the ever so Star Wars looking Nighthawk AX8, uh, AKA the Rax 80, is actually kids shipping right now. I love the look of this. Oh wow! Subtle is not the word, but if you're oh, a big what fan, what is the name of that that air carrier? Uh, X-wing? No, that's not the X-wing. Well, you know, I forget the name of this one. Don't go on that web page. We'll be gone for hours. I'm a tracking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like Star Wars, but I can't remember it all. Um, and my beloved Orby whole house. Oh, I should actually, I was going to point out, along with the uh, Rax 80, they're going to do the AX12. So this is their uh, 12 stream router, the AX12. It's promising the ultimate in performance. That's going to be shipping later this year. And then uh, the whole house Wi-Fi system, uh, the Netgear Orby, a.k.a. the RBK50, that's going to get Wi-Fi 6. I thought just for backhaul, but mm -hmm. they're going to be offering 802.11ax uh, as the backhaul to increase the speed on the backhaul, but also for Wi-Fi 2. Cool. Um, they're like 1024 Qualm, the 404ax backhaul. And uh, again, the thing about 802.11ax is the biggest benefits are going to be for multiple users when you have lots of people hammering on your router or your yeah. mesh system. So the new Netgear Orbi is going to be shipping the second half of 2019 with that stylish new design. And let me make it clear, 
part of the reason why a lot of these things aren't shipping until later this year is because you need Wi-Fi 6 in your gear to yeah. take full advantage of it. That makes it's sense. It's nice to have a fancy router. It's nicer to have a fancy router with a fancy card or a fancy NIC <laughs> in your laptop. Um, just saying. You know what I want? I want a fancy scooter. <laughs> I do. I want a fancy scooter. And there was a fancy scooter at the show. It was the Razor Commuter Scooter E-Prime Air. So this is an upgrade from their previous model, mm -hmm. which was called the E-Prime. It's less than 500 bucks. It weighs 20 to 22 pounds, and it goes 15 miles per hour. Wear a helmet. And it has, yes, wear your helmet, obviously, so you don't end up breaking anything. And it does have the brake and the throttle on the handle. So if you've rode like a bird or a lime mm -hmm. or one of those scooters, works just the same. This is releasing later in 2019, and I kind of want one <laughs> because they were so much fun to ride. They were very comfortable. I would say that I, I wish that they took more shock whenever you're driving over things, but if I was using this as a commuter, I'm gonna be riding it on the on the sidewalks or the roads. Oh. So, most likely I got roads. hit by a guy on a Lime scooter the first week they dumped those in Oakland after they kicked them out of San Francisco. Yeah, a lot of people have had those experiences, myself as well, so I try to, <laughs> I try to make sure that I'm always riding on the oh. road in the bike lane, which is where you're supposed to ride. We should talk but about the bird scooter hacks, but only for ones you've bought from an auction <laughs> after they've been towed. <laughs> I know, right? Just saying. <laughs> Not a lot of big VR news at CS 2019, but we love seeing more powerful GPUs for less money, which helps with VR. Uh, we've known that the Oculus Quest is going to ship this spring for $399. That's not news. But what was news was Facebook cutting the price of the Oculus Rift to $349 at the beginning of the CES week. We also heard some information from HTC. They announced the Vive Cosmos, which we mentioned briefly. It's a fully contained headset with inside-out tracking, so you don't need any external hardware. And it also includes a pair of tracked motion controllers for home or mobile use, which is super exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, other than that, we don't really have a lot of information, though. We know it's coming soon. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm excited, though. It looks really cool. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until after the show we heard about HTC adding eye tracking to the Vive Pro, aka the Vive Pro Eye. Cool. Uh, so they're going to actually do foveated rendering to the platform. So essentially, it, it makes the simplest way is to say if as it tracks your eyeballs, it makes that part of the overall you know, VR vision you're looking at kind of bigger and more central to where your Ooh. eyeballs are. Um, the Rift does do foveated rendering based on where they think you'll look, but not actual eye tracking. Yay. Love Me VR. Yeah. <laughs> I love VR when it's simple. One other thing I saw was like upgraded digital photo frames. I saw one that you'll love. What? Mural. So Mural's a digital photo frame company that Netgear purchased last year. They were showing off their third gen Mural Smart Canvas. Ooh. They currently have a 27 inch panel that costs $600. They're going to add a 21.5 inch model to the lineup. Uh, plus they offer access to 30,000 works of art from institutions around the world. You probably saw Basquiat Whoa. and a couple other things flash yeah, by in the B-roll. So um, but it's $50 a year for all of this art. It's not cheap. But it's gorgeous and it's really, really thoughtfully put together from the matte coatings on the screens to the stand you can buy that hides the cable. And yes, Shannon can put her photography on there or you, of course, yes. can put your baby photos on there Yay. if it's uh, your proclivity to. Yay. They were really, really, they, they look nice. Yeah. They weren't cheap, but if you have a whole bunch of nice looking photography or art in your house, it will blend. That's the thing. Like, I've spent 250 to $300 on a huge canvas mm -hmm. print of one of my photos from Japan that right. I took. And so $600 to be able to go through all of my photography at a very large scale, yeah. not that bad. Not painful. Uh, so we had a viewer question a few months ago. They asked about Arcade One Up. Oh, 
yes. So, I remember that. You know, we actually, we met some of the folks from there. Um, they have four new titles in their line of arcade cabinets coming in 2019. They have Space Invaders, which yes. includes the uh, color and black and white version. The Final Fight cabinet, which has Final Fight 1944, Ghosts and Goblins, Strider. And then uh, the GT Classic, which includes uh, GT Classic 01, Golden T2K, Golden T99, Golden T98. The Mortal Kombat cabinet, which of course has Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, 3, uh, and Mortal Kombat awesome. Classic. The Karate Champ cabinet, which has Karate Champ, Bad Dudes, Burger Time. Woo! I love that game so much. And Caveman Ninja. Awesome. Uh, those are joining uh, Centipede, Missile Command, Pac-Man, Galaga, Rampage, uh, and Asteroids, which by the way, Asteroids, uh, many of these include multiple games. The Asteroid yeah. cabinet includes Lunar Lander. Uh, amongst other games. Oh, if you haven't seen it, uh, they sell online from like Walmart, Best Buy, Target, Prize, Home Depot, and, and just all over the internet. I've seen them in the store in Walmart. Yeah. So much fun to play. Oh my goodness. And, and you know, if you have, if, in case the video, yeah, like in case you closed your eyes while I was showing that guy playing it in the video, they're not full-size arcade cabinets. No, they're about they're this big, ones. about this high. They're BBs. And they come for $400. So if you've been thinking about building a cabinet and you're like, wow, it's getting really, really hard to find ROMs because the ROM sites have been shut down and I didn't really want to build one, there's options. There are options. And they seem to be holding up pretty well from, from what I hear. Oh, man. No, not enough love for Sinistar. I will say that. Oh, man. Sinistar is one of my favorites. <laughs> I don't know. I've, 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 yeah. My favorite game. I, I, I think I've seen it once. It was yeah. in the the student lounge at my school. I've never seen that game anywhere else ever. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So much fun. Oh my goodness. Well, we would love to mention like thirty more things that we saw, but we should probably wrap it up. So maybe next week after a product review or four <laughs> and some viewer questions. So you can email ask at techthing.com with your thoughts, your comments, your tips, and your suggestions and let us know what you want to see on the show. Yeah. Real quick, I wanted to make a correction. Last week we said that we went to the NVIDIA party. It was actually the Alienware party and I got some footage of it and they had the glitch mob there. This was the Glitch Mob Alienware party that I had mentioned previously, and my goodness, if it wasn't one of the funnest parties I've been to, <laughs> like, in previous years, because I never go to concerts, it was fun. And that was footage that I got where I was not supposed to be. I just kind of went down in front of the stage and started recording, and then security escorted me out of that area, so that was fun. Do they, uh, do they escort you, you, like, out through a door and into the street? No, then a security guy just came down, he was like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> they get really torqued about that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and then I just went back to where I was standing with my friends. And they were all like, that was awesome. Do it again. And I was like, no. Because no. <laughs> then they will make me leave. <laughs> it was really fun. So thank you to Alienware for uh, having me at their party. It was such a blast. And yes, it was Alienware, not NVIDIA. And remember, once in a while, put down your phone, step away from the screen, close your laptop, and do something analog. Like Matt, who went to CES and he sent us a little video of his CES adventures. So he got to do all sorts of really fun stuff, including playing top golf, which I'm totally jealous about because it looks awesome. <laughs> so much fun. And yeah, just this beautiful footage that he got. That was a Lamborghini massage chair. Good so, so weird. And somewhere back here, he got a little bit of video of the foldable tablet. There it is. 
so cool. The foldable screen. I'm so happy that you got to see that. It fascinates me. So thank you so much to Matt for sending in this video. Really appreciate it. I know it's not necessarily analog. It's more electronic <laughs> since it's from CES, but we thoroughly he was enjoyed the it. He did, yes. <laughs> we thoroughly enjoyed seeing your video. So thank you, Matt. And if you want to send us analog pics, email them to ask at techfame.com. I'm Patty Norton. I'm Shannon Morse. We'll see you next week on TechFang. My favorite part was winning negative $25 on the Lord of the Rings slot machine. Negative $25? I'm, I'm, I'm saying it that way because it's more positive than saying I lost $25. Oh, so I won negative $25. You made your sacrificial offering to the gods I, of Las Vegas I, that you I, might return home <laughs> on sick this year. I and you left healthy. <laughs> I did. I left healthy. That was, I didn't leave healthy last year. I have left healthy in the past. This year, the big change was having an editor, which was wonderful, yes. and being able to take some time to rest every day. So I took time to rest, I didn't rush myself, and I tried to stay in one building per day as opposed to trying to rush from one building to another. I usually do one building per day, but yes. I did have to Sometimes it's buildings. tough, though. Yeah, sometimes it's tough if you have to plan meetings at other buildings.